When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Does my insurance even cover? Girl, you better try to have fun no matter what you do. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. That's that right, we're talking to you. number two. <laughs> yes. And the letter U. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, um, not to be confused with Nothing Compares to You too. The U2 cover band that I started last year. Well, it's the YouTube cover band that only performs the song Nothing Compares to You, but you sing like Bono. That's <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> I did it mostly for the sunglasses. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a, a YouTube cover band that only does print songs. It's, there's a lot right. going on. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, yeah, yeah. So, have not taken off. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are uh, in the red. Uh, let's say that. <laughs> Especially because we went full, uh, full uh, pop tour. So I got a giant lemon That's right. uh, that I got to I got to bring around everywhere. Uh, Rolling, are through the yes. roof. Rolling Stone yeah. calls us unnecessary. <laughs> Rolling Stone calls us. Please stop calling here. We're not going to cover you for the last time. I don't know how you got this number, but please stop calling here. Uh, anyway, okay. The costumes are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the story of this story song. So it's pretty simple. Uh, a in this case, a, a woman, uh, her significant other, has 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 walked out the door, uh, both metaphorically and and probably physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she is uh, devastated by this. Um, she uh tells us a couple of details that. Uh, we will discuss that uh, when given a, a second look 
uh, might be a might be a bit disturbing, you guys. <laughs> there might be some more going on okay. here under the surface. Uh, then she goes to a doctor who, uh, not not great bedside manner. Uh, I'm gonna say that has some some pretty some pretty not helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully she recognizes that and then calls him a fool. Um, and then uh, talks some more about uh, how hard it's how hard it's been. Um, and then no matter how hard she tries, she can't get over. Uh, this person because nothing compares to you, uh, yep. and that's pretty much the the gist of the story. I mean, again, not not ex- not too happy about the the severe grammar and uh, <laughs> spelling mistakes in this. Like, I understand you're upset. Yeah, I understand it's been rough, but that that is no excuse for just I mean blatant spelling. Yeah, Spe- spelling issues in this one. Um, Dan's writing this ne- down in red pen on the lyrics right now. Just actually. saying, <laughs> needed needed an editor, Sinead. Maybe you know, just a do- <laughs> just a double check on on some of this stuff. It's been seven hours and up i always thought it was it's been several hours and 15 days which mm. actually is even more weird uh yes. but i like it better no i always thought it was you know it's been several hours and 15 days so not <laughs> quite sure not keeping up to date like minute by minute but seven hours right. and 15 days is very specific yeah and i think it's i think it's supposed to be i think she's i think she's I think it's exactly seven hours. If if it was seven hours and one minute, she would let you know. I think she's counting the minutes since he's been gone. Mm -hmm. Is this the 16th day? You know what I mean? Like, are we in the, like when she says it's seven hours and 15 days. So this is now the 16th day. Yeah. Seven hours. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love the fact that she knows the exact minute that this, that this ended and has been counting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and knows it precisely. Yeah, um, like if it if he left awesome. at midnight, um, it's seven a.m. Mm-hmm. on the sixteenth day. Sure. Let me ask you this question though: What if he called and broke up with her on a train traveling from Chicago mm-hmm. to New York, mm-hmm. doing thirty-five miles an hour? Yeah. Okay, and she is also on a train going from Boston. Mm-hmm. To Portland, Maine. Okay, yeah. And that train train is traveling forty five miles an hour. 
Okay. My question is, sure. how much would the satellite phones cost in 1990 <laughs> for this to be possible? Okay. Then you have to solve for to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. that nothing compares is yes. the variable. That's that's if, the uh, two. If two equals you. Yeah, exactly. This all then, makes sense uh, now. The, the 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 two you yeah that's algebra that's that's yeah. you have to solve for the u that's right. uh makes that makes a lot of sense yeah. you have to divide yeah, it by yeah. two exactly well apparently this is all just a long word problem um <laughs> so how many hours and how many days since <laughs> right, you took exactly. your love away please show your work <laughs> please show your work yeah 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 um it's that new math that, oh boy tell me about it uh, um it's been seven hours and 15 days since you took your love away. Just such a great phrasing on that. You, 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 now you broke up with me that you took, mm -hmm. you took your love away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't leave. It was something that was taken away from her. Yeah. Right. It was, it was beyond just walking out the door. Well, it, and it's almost like, oh, go ahead. Rachel. Well, I was going to say, it could be that seven hours and 15 days ago, he did not, or uh, her partner did not leave physically, but that's when the love went away. Um, right? That could be, that's yeah. the moment that they had the conversation. I don't love you anymore. This has to end. But also, um, our lease isn't up until next week. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to sleep on the couch. So, uh, But do not talk yeah. to me. Yes. So it's been Ten seven days. hours and 15 days since you took your love away, but it's been seven hours and eight days since you moved out. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Because of the lease. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That sounds so. Right. That sounds poetic enough. I like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So if they have a joint lease, solve for <laughs> how much <laughs> rent money he would be owed <sighs> at the end. Um. Yeah, I mean, and I, I love, I love the, the, like, it's almost like the love is like a separate entity, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you took your love away. Like, it's not just him; it's also the, the love that was, was presumably feeding her, right? Um, yeah, it's something. Also, oh. It's, it's something she had that now she does not have. That's true. It's, it's, it's. It, it it was a part of her that that's gone that she cannot get back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think maybe that's gonna feed into something I'm gonna talk about in one sec. Okay. Um, I go out every night and sleep all day. Since you took your love away, uh, um, <laughs> I don't usually like I don't usually like angel choruses, but. This is a pretty wow. solid angel chorus. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Rachel, mm -hmm. this is why you're one of the best. Great. <laughs> great point. We talk often about angel choruses yeah. and our general dislike of them. Yes. Exception that proves the rule. Yes. Is this the best angel chorus in any pop song ever? It's pretty good. I say yes. It's I say pretty yes. good. I've only come across two that I really like. One was in Martha, and one is this. You can't have this song without the ahs. No. You no, can't. No, no. Yeah. This is, after Run, Joey, Run, the best <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Get out of angel here. chorus 
No. Son of Which, a it's gun. not even a fair comparison because Run Joey Run is the greatest song ever written. So well, yeah. So it's so Rachel, we're let's ignore my girlfriend. Let's, let's <laughs> for a moment here. Um, no, it's great. Uh, I mean, yes, I I I say hot take greatest angel chorus. It's great of all time. It it works perfectly. There are so many things in this song that, as constructed, shouldn't work mm-hmm. yet put all together Mwah. i mean this yeah. we, we talked about it we talked about it uh two episodes ago this is 1990 i would have been a a little a little a little snotnose punk teen <laughs> um should have in theory hated a song like this yet yet i loved it and i and we'll talk about this in the second half okay but you can't i mean you you can't deny that video no Just oh no I mean, oh, no. one of the, I mean, chills, chills so every good. time. We'll every save it time. for the second half, but here's the thing. And, and we're getting, yeah. we're getting into it real early, but mm-hmm. this song, and I bet some people do think of it this way. This song could, could really lean towards too schmaltzy and too, that's what I mean, sort of flowery and poetic, but there is a, an edge to it. That allows that that allows it to stay active and vibrant. I mean, and not fall into that pit. It's the stripped down nature, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it never gets it never gets too much. You know what I mean? Right. It's a and very just, minimalist arrangement. A very minimalist, arrangement, which can go wrong very easily. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of ways that this shouldn't work. It works perfectly, but that voice, that raw voice the raw emotion you just it's undeniable yeah Yeah. that's great that's great Um, and in addition to the angel chorus um since we're mm -hmm. in the first verse that opening just the opening strings Mm -hmm. the minute you hear them you know you're in for something you know that like this is going to be sad this is it's (laughs) it's very it's very i don't know there's there there is a minimalism to it there is like a coldness to them and then you know the content of the song and Sinead O'Connor's voice on top of that mm-hmm. just like it hits you immediately sure it feels like there should be the sound of a cold wind blowing there isn't <laughs> but it feels like it it, yeah. it should be in there <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean or it feels like it's you hear it even though it's not there it's like yeah. an, it's like an audio illusion yeah um so I go out every night and sleep all day. Um, so she's a cat. Uh, or <laughs> or a teenager. Or me right or after other. college. Yeah, I was going to say. Either way. Um, so uh, I go out every night and I sleep all day. Since I go out every walk. night. I sit in a tree limb. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I hang out in the neighbor's yard a little bit. I hunt, uh, you know, rabbits and other small animals. Uh, I'm an owl, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think, my God, I like that. That was like an educational video. I am an owl. Um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, owl. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I go out every night. So what is she doing out every night? Where is she going? What is she doing? Trying to drown her Who sorrows. Is she meeting? Trying to you think forget that's what him. It is? She. Oh yeah. yeah, she's avoiding her feelings. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think she's like. 
I don't think she's just sitting at like the corner bar and she's, I mean, I guess she doesn't say she does go to dinner in a fancy restaurant, which we'll get to later, but mm. I do think that she's just every once in a while, she's just wandering the streets. She's okay. meeting friends to try and forget what's happening. She's keeping herself occupied at night until she's so exhausted that she has to sleep all day. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's not like driving a taxi or <laughs> she's not, she's not, she's not, she's not going to night school. She might be Batman. Uh, I was uh, about to say, could she be Batman? She might Is it be possible? Batman. I mean, it seems like yeah, everybody's yeah. Batman nowadays. So maybe she's Batman. That's true. <laughs> At some point <laughs> that was, yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. That's the new, um, Andy Warhol quote is in the future. Everyone will be Batman for 15 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, could this song be about the Riddler? We'll see. Yeah. We're not, we'll see how far it's how a far little bit of a riddle. So <laughs> it's a good point. Um, I could see whomever I choose. I could see the Riddler. I could see the penguin. Right. Mm-hmm. So Catwoman, other villains. I go out every night. <laughs> the Joker. And I sleep I all day. No, you said the Riddler. Did I say the Riddler? Yeah. Oh, I thought I said the Joker. But you know what? It's okay. This is Batman singing to the Joker. So yeah. I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. whomever I want, the Riddler, Penguin, other people as well. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Egghead. Old school could... 1960s Batman villains. Yeah. Then could Batman sing to the Riddler the song The Joker by the Steve Miller Band? Mm. Would that be... Is that something we could imagine happening? Uh, n- uh, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> How hard? I just for the audience, Rachel is vigorously nodding her head, trying to. I'm really to puzzle to, this out. Really trying okay. to work it out. <laughs> so, if Batman was singing the Joker to the Riddler on a on a train traveling from New York to Chicago, um, solve for Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I can see I whoever I choose. Night. I could see that villain that Art Carney played. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> so you took your love away. Now, here's the thing. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, we did uh, the song, Don't You Want Me? Mm-hmm. And you guys pointed out that there are some lyrics in that song that are pretty disturbing. Never notice them. Went right past you. Listen to the song. Um, the reason why I want to do this song is I heard this song on the radio a few months ago. And of course, now, you know, story song antenna goes up. I'm thinking about it. Say, I had the same reaction. Uh huh. To the lines Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want, I can see whomever I choose. Mm-hmm. Okay. You couldn't do that before? Wait a minute. Hold on. Everyone, hold the phone. Oh. Take a quick time out. Why couldn't you see whoever you chose? Before they left. So you're thinking that, that she was That's in a bit weird. of a controlling relationship. I don't know. That seems like a weird thing to say, right? I can do whatever I want. I can see whoever I choose. Yeah. Um, shouldn't you have been able to do that before? Now, look, I understand relationships are a compromise. You know, you can't literally do whatever you yeah. want at every moment of the day. But th- what does that mean? Th- right. That. That that is a line that I was like, "Huh, I've never, I've never thought about that before." But that is a yeah. very strange thing to say. I mean, I think I, I I don't see it like that. I think it's 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 a sense of trying to 
I don't think it necessarily has to be that she was in a controlling relationship. I think it's the idea of her trying to bolster the position that she's in and saying, I don't have anybody that I have to check in with to say, oh, do you want to do this? Should we hang out with like Phil and Judy or should we hang out with, you know, your friend Beth, who, you know, I don't like, Um, you know, or, (laughs) you know, or where can I go? I can literally do anything I want and I can see whoever I want but I literally can't do anything. I got right. no strings is what she's saying. I got no strings to hold me down. Yeah. 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 I think, I, I think it's that I think she can, when I, when I heard like hearing, I can see whoever I want. I think she can go out and she could date other people. She could do anything she wants. She's got, she has nothing. She's got no strings. Yeah. Um, but the answer to the answer to everything that she's saying, I think in her mind is, but why? Yeah. What would be the point? Right. Or, or I think she's saying like, you know, here's all the stuff that's great. I can do whatever I want. I can go out all, I can go out all night and sleep all day. Nobody can stop me. That should be great. But dot, 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 nothing compares to you. Yes. Um, I could so have I ice that's... cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. Right. Wait a minute. This is actually pretty cool. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me think about There's this. There's some bonuses to it. Yeah. This well, is. I think ice cream's better. Ice cream compares to you. You're 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 worse than ice cream. Because I think there's another interpretation, right? That that maybe she's in something of a controlling relationship, right? But it's the the kind of thing where he's like. You know, now she's she's going out all night doing whatever I want is going to the bar and getting wasted every night. Yeah. Seeing who I choose is seeing my alcoholic friends who enable me uh, to make bad choices. So, you know, maybe it was a thing where he was like he was holding that thing at bay uh, before that, that that he was helping her be better. And now that he's gone, she's completely falling apart again. Yeah. And is doing bad things Mm. uh, potentially. Mm. Potentially, potentially just interpretation. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's not even trying to, 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 to like occupy her time and, and not think about this guy. Maybe she's, she's just doing whatever she wants to be like, Hey, I'm great. Right. right. Everything's I, that- I am out all night. I'm out every night. I'm sleeping all day. But I'm all out all night. I'm seeing anybody I want to. I am having so much ice cream. Right. right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At the fanciest restaurants. I go to the fanciest restaurant and I just order ice cream. Just order ice cream. <laughs> That's what I do. And then, I order all 31 flavors. Right. Yeah. At this At fancy restaurant. <laughs> At the Ritz. Um, so uh, Miss, I can see whoever three. I choose. We have three, three ice creams. I want we, 31 uh, ice creams. <laughs> I want 31. <laughs> you go get them for me. Um, you get me ten I, chocolate, ten vanilla, and one swirl. Why? Oh no, that's twenty one. That's twenty one. Oh, she was she was at twenty one. Uh, that's why. Solve for ten. Why? <laughs> why would I go get you? Why? Why a I a fancy waiter would go across the street to Baskin Robbins and get you ice cream that we don't serve this restaurant? I know exactly how long it's been since my boyfriend broke up with me. All right, I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> I I know it down to the minute. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, Joe, where are you going? This woman needs ice cream. Don't don't just do. I'll trust do, I'll, me. 
It's for the best. Trust me. I'll explain later. Um, so I. She's actually having this conversation with somebody in an ice cream truck. We've 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 alluded to it multiple times now. So let me actually just get to the line. I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant, but nothing. I said nothing can take away these blues, because nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So she can do whatever she wants. Right. Near dinner in a fancy restaurant. Um, Fewer things sadder than eating your dinner in a fancy restaurant alone. I'm going to say that. Sure. So if you're trying to cheer yourself up, probably not going to help. Because I have eaten dinner alone in extremely unfancy restaurants. (laughs) And three minutes in, it gets super awkward because you're like, I don't even. What do I do with my hands normally? Yeah. When I'm when I'm waiting for food, I how do I book. sit? Ugh. Do I do I sit up? How do I? I don't know how I sit while I wait for the <laughs> for the food to come. Am I drinking Man, too much of this water too quickly? <laughs> oh, I drank all the water. Everybody's oh, I drank all the water. Me. Everyone is now, looking at me. The waitress got to drink all the water. Oh man, this is weird. By the way, should I? Could you pass? I the, just, oh no, I'll, I'll get up and get it. Never mind. Should I should I stare at the space on the other side of the table where a put person would be? Is that what I should do, or should I or should I look around? It's weird. But, I don't know. What by to the do. way, no, eating, you, you eating talk alone, to that empty space and just see what happens. Eating alone at a restaurant is like my worst nightmare. Yeah, I get asked more very often by people. I guess I just seem like a lonely person, but they they're mm-hmm. like, Do you, "Have you ever like eaten at a restaurant by yourself?" Multiple people yeah. have asked me this, and my answer is absolutely not. <laughs> there is no way I would ever do that. Never. Yeah. I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I would rather get weird. takeout from a fancy restaurant and then hide in an alley somewhere and eat <laughs> like steak au poivre. Then sit in a fancy <laughs> restaurant by myself. Oh man, I love it. What's like a fancy? I don't even. What's like a famous fancy restaurant? Uh, uh, well, you, Delmonico's or okay, let's say Delmonico. You You're know. in the alley outside of Delmonico's, right. desperately scarfing down <laughs> some delicious yeah, food. Yeah, that's right. This is uh, this is the best. This is the best meal I've ever had. Mm. Oh, oh, oh it's, it's all over me because oh, I'm just God. I'm just eating it with my hands in an alley. But this food is delicious. Uh, yes, this take out from the Ivy for Rachel. Uh, yeah. Also, where's your yeah. dumpster? No reason. <laughs> I ask every restaurant that. I just like to know where it is. Um, where's your you where's not... your nearest where's your nearest hovering place where I could just <laughs> weep into this uh, lobster bisque? You have not eaten surf and turf until it is precariously uh, balanced on the top of a garbage can uh, on mm. a New York City street. That's, Let me just tell you. That's how it should be eaten. Incredible. I'm sorry. Um, We're booked on Friday night. We have no reservations left. Do you have a table near the fire hydrant? Yes. <laughs> Someplace outside. Somewhere on the sidewalk? Outdoor mm. dining? In a way, yes. Sure. Maybe. Kind Let's of. Say. Let's say that. Um, can I sit in my car? <laughs> so nothing, so nothing compares to you. Um, which again, as always, I assume means me personally. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sinead, I get it. Look, I'm the full package. I understand why this would be so hard. <laughs> I got a podcast. 
And when she says there's there's sort of a slow build to the end of the first verse into the chorus, um, and it, it really hits its stride when she says nothing can take away these blues, like you are feeling everything that she's feeling at that moment. And yeah. then the song just sort of takes off from there. What line does the drum does the drum come in? Because that's a great. I think it's. I think it's the second verse. Oh no no! It's no. I can eat my dinner it's in a like, fancy restaurant. I think it's I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant, and yeah. the drums come in, and it's yeah, like yeah. yeah, this is solid. Like she's <laughs> she's trying hard to like, you know, pick herself up. And it builds the intensity of the emotion oh, when you've got when you've got that so drum good. beat that 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 continuous drum beat over over this this type of emotion yeah like it's it's just it's sort of like time marching on and her not yeah it's very good it's very good man the person who wrote this song really knows what they're doing yeah ah. <laughs> it's been so question that i feel like dan usually has is she mm-hmm. is this happening in person is she talking to this person or is she just ruminating on it by on her own i don't think she's physically talking okay yeah to them i think she in her mind she's yeah. talking okay to to him but i no i don't i don't think um well no i guess not no i i accept it and now we can move on no, okay. um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I just wasn't sure. I never saw it as her being like in the same room as this person. I, to me, it's like when you're lying in bed <laughs> at night and something pops in your head that you should have said to somebody yeah. like during the day and you're like, and you know what, Gladys, same to you, you know, <laughs> you think you're so great, you do it. Um, I think yeah. it's something like that. I think it's so much more impactful if if she's not talking to him. Yes. Yes, definitely. If, yeah, there there has to be that distance. Yeah. And I think yeah, and I think this is a I think this is a brutal breakup. Yeah. Like I don't think mm-hmm. there's any contact. I cuz I think she would love to talk to him. But yeah, right. I think it would be a totally different that's conversation. Not, that's not an option right now mm-hmm. um and i love the tell me baby where did i go wrong yeah. like what what happened because yeah. i would um 
like you she's just she's just she's just going over it again and again in her mind just yeah being like what what did i do yeah and it, it, it there's all we know about this relationship is the fact that it's over mm-hmm. and right. how she's feeling about it yeah we don't know who did what we don't know if anybody did anything but the fact that she's she's sort of not obsessing, but I would imagine that she's thinking this over and over again. Yeah. Like, where, wondering where she went wrong. Like, she just wants a way to fix it. Yeah, it could be that it came out, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Because it's not, it's not a thing where she, like, says it over and over again. Like, where did I go wrong? You know, or she's, but it's, she's just like, I, I don't even know, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to feel. Yeah. I'm totally lost. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, um. Where did I go wrong? I can put my arms around every boy I see, but they'd only remind me of you. So I think that does go back a bit to the, like, I could see anyone I want. Oh, sure. I could yeah. see whoever I choose. Yeah. Again, I think um, all of this stuff is, there's that, there's nothing else I can do. Like, uh, these are things I could do. It might even be that I'm not uh, doing anything, right? I could eat right. my dinner at a fancy restaurant. I don't. I could right. see whomever I choose. I don't. I could do whatever oh, yeah. I want, but I don't because oh, what I think that's 100% what it is. Yeah. That's actually a good point I had not considered. Maybe she's not eating in a fancy. I always just I don't think she she's is. Eating in a fancy restaurant, but she, she, yeah. she's basically she's cuz she says I can, but I think she's basically what she's saying is like I could do it. Yeah. I could do that. I could eat my fa- I could do it. I could yeah. eat in a fancy restaurant. Yeah, fancy she I think she's I think she's listing because he left Here's all the mm. ways that life could be great. You always loved Fuddruckers. We always had to right. go to Fuddruckers, <laughs> but not anymore. Now that I am no longer dating Ronald McDonald, <laughs> I don't need to eat. I can eat at the Palm. Big Mac. So, yeah, I can go eat at a fancy restaurant mm-hmm. like, say, Chipotle. Um, you know, like you, you were allergic to cats. Now I could go out and I can get 20 cats. That's right. right. Probably not going to do that. <laughs> no, I'll I'll start with three and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Move on from um, there. <laughs> so I can put my arms around every boy I see, but they'd only remind me of you. I went to the doctor, and guess what he told me? Guess what he told me? What? What he, he said, me? "Girl, you better try to have fun no matter what you do." But he's a fool. Okay, is that solid medical advice? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Um, I looked over. I have, <laughs> I, I have some questions. Well, uh, we ran a bunch of tests, and uh, yeah. I have your paperwork right here. And um, yep. so my diagnosis is: girl, you better try to have fun, girl. no matter what you do. If you um, just handed her okay. a prescription pad with the word "fun" on it, right? <laughs> she was like, "Like, is there? Are you? Are there pills? Are there fun pills? Right? Like, is that what you're giving yeah, me?" Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if well, you're licensed, shouldn't have gone to a doctor, uh, whose office is at the dumpster behind the palm. Yeah. Th- mm. This is a, this is a prescription that just sa- has, says two tickets to a Jimmy Buffer- Buffett concert. Is that <laughs> right? Yeah. You got it, baby. Um, can I, can I'm sorry, is your medical advice ask- to chill? <laughs> can I, can I just... Can I just ask a question here? Yeah. Um, you wrote on a prescription pad the word fun. 
and apparently I still have to pay $150 copay. Is that is that is that what I'm understanding? Well, this here? wasn't your annual fun visit. Uh, this, is a, this is your second fun visit of the year. So this is this is an out of network That's fun that you're having right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm an out of network fun doctor. <laughs> um, I will say this: that line, the way that she sings that line, "I went to the doctor and guess what he told me? Guess what he told me?" is yeah, amazing. One of the best sung lines in music. I mean, Incredible. it's just so like Michael said, it's just such it's a raw nerve singing a line in a song. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. and she has that grit to her voice when she says it that she doesn't have in the rest of the song, really. Like it just is intensified so much more in that line. Ugh, it's just it's it's amazing. You get the. um Beyond the sadness, you get kind of the anger, you get kind of the frustration um, yeah. that even he he doesn't know what to tell. Like, his his advice is just go have fun. Yeah. Like, you can just see her sitting there being like, are you kidding me with this? Well, I think, so, two things. One, I, I, I take away from this, the guess what he told me is, this is what everyone's been telling me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone has been saying get over it, go have fun, forget about it, okay? Then here's the question. Is the doctor, the doctor's more of like a psychiatrist, right? Is that, is that where Oh, I was going to say, you know, she says, but he's a fool. But the answer is he's a podiatrist. So he can't help her. (laughs) She's just asking everybody. And he's like, I I don't know. You need inserts for your shoes. And I guess to have fun. Right. And, um, also, here's a sticker. So <laughs> you did real good today. Yeah. yeah. You know that, you know, uh, um, three out of four dentists recommend fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth one recommends toothpaste. That's no. right. I will so. say this. If it, if it is that he is a psychiatrist, um, that is even worse. If she goes to a psychiatrist or a psychologist and she has real like you know she's having you know she's having some some legit issues and the psychiatrist is like you know what just loosen up just have fun have fun with it you gotta you gotta find a different psychiatrist like the psychiatrist is like you are bumming me out right now (laughs) so i think for the sake of the entire medical world i hope that it's just like an ent who she has got the ear of and it's just like gotcha i guess just have fun also here's a prescription for xanax and vicodin yeah just take your pick you want to just grab here's a jar of pills just take some take some just take a mixing samples you know what i think will help a balloon. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just also, take a there's, w- there's a big box of toys in, uh, mm-hmm. in the front. Feel free. Take a little little uh, Cracker Jack toy on your yeah. way out. So, pediatrician again, I, yeah, I'm a pediatrician. I can really cannot. <laughs> I'm gonna, here, here's the advice I'm going to give you. One, fun, okay? Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, some uh, baby Tylenol right on the gums um, <laughs> every six hours. That should break yeah. the fever if you have one. Otherwise, I'm not really sure what else. I'm not really sure what else to tell you. Um, yeah, my uh, prescription is I think weed is going to be legal soon. So maybe just hang on for that. <laughs> just, I don't know. Hold on for I don't know. I'm going to say 32 <laughs> years. I'm just going to pick a number out of the air. I guess um, just hang on for that. 
Otherwise, yeah. have fun. Bye bye. So now, if you look I closely do- in the music video, though, the, right after this part where she's mm-hmm. just sort of like singing in front of the camera, you can see that she does have like like a uh, I I had a great visit um, smiley face mm-hmm. sticker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With uh, a yeah. with a picture of a, a tooth and a toothbrush, and it's like oh, mm-hmm. she went to the she went to the dentist, and guess what? He well, told it's her. it's incredible. Like this is more of a visual thing. Um, so I don't know if it's gonna play in the podcast, but there's like the you know he's a fool like she's like singing so loud and then just out of nowhere really just a lollipop just comes right up and she puts it <laughs> swirls it around a little bit and then pulls it back out and so yeah. that's how you know yeah yeah that she had she had a good visit um so uh he's a fool which again she, again if that was his medical advice she is correct she is that very is not, correct not great not great um <laughs> what do you prescribe relax man <laughs> This just says chillax on okay. <laughs> All the flowers that you planted, mama, in the backyard. All dying in with you. I know that living with you, baby, was sometimes hard. But I'm Now, here's the part where I think she's she's getting a little crazy. Because um, now the emotion is so much. I, I think the logic in what she's saying is, is starting to break down. This is not a criticism. I think that's a good thing. Um, but I'm not quite sure what she's talking about at this point. Because yeah. she says, all the flowers that you planted, Mama, in the backyard all died when you went away. Now, I understand perhaps they died because she's not taking care of them. Uh-huh. Um, but it makes it sound like they committed suicide uh, after the breakup, these flowers, I'm saying. That, they, that, that somehow, like, mystically, they just, <laughs> they, all, they all dried up and blew away from the lack of love that is now in the house. Um, did they... Uh... Was it, did they do it or did she do it? What movie is that where she pours, <laughs> where? Soap dish. Thank you. In soap dish, she just pours like cleaning supplies into all the plants oh, and no. flowers. Because yeah. <laughs> he says, he's like, make sure you take care of the plants. And she just goes, uh, yeah. and she like pours, <laughs> yeah, she pours stuff all over. No, it was, I think it was a very uh, Tina bring me the axe situation. Yeah. Um. No, I think. So the the song starts with it's been seven hours and fifteen days. We don't know how much time has passed since the opening verse, so I feel like those flowers just died of neglect. She's just not taking care of anything. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, all right. That's what I see. I think it's kind of fun that she calls her old partner mama. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. No, I was only going to say because it's well, she does. I does she? I clearly identify him as a boy because she says i could i could put my arms around any boy i see right so it's i mean it's a pretty clear indication it's, yeah, i'm it's actually little... just trying to see if there's an, an, an actual me too i mean i think you know um 
I mean, I'm gonna assume that's left over from the original version. Right, right. Obviously, like there's... she didn't. She was like, I don't. I'm not gonna change it to Papa or whatever. Right. Like it's not. It's not worth it to put a new word in there. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I think it's great though. I think it's great. It's great, and and it's just it's really interesting. Yeah, it's it is an interesting like hit at the uh, towards the end of the song. Right. Because it's also just Mama. I mean, another problem here's. I mean, here's the other thing is she's she's sleeping all day so she's right. definitely not getting up and, and watering those plants and she's out all night when, so she's got no time it. to take care of those plants no 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 yeah no i i mean i think the real victims here are the poor plants i think we can agree <laughs> oh yeah that that's the true tragedy it's always the plants song. who suffer most in a breakup <laughs> yeah. Um, um yeah breakups no. breakups are always hardest on the roses um <laughs> And I, I think it's also the, the plants are just sort of reflective of her, um, of her own mood and of her own emotions. So like, right. maybe they're not like actually just all withered dead. and, and dead. Like maybe she's just seeing the world like with a lot less vibrancy. Oh, they're dead in her eyes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, where it just, it like, I, I don't know. Like, it just, it feels like winter, you know, all the yeah. time. Ooh. Right. So it's like the world around her has died. Yeah. Yeah. The bridge yeah, used to died. be longer. It was all the flowers that you planted, mom, in the backyard all died when you went away. I mean, not literally, but metaphorically, because you're not right. here to shower them with your love as well as me. So much like myself, they are withering away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the that in, being said, the roses, yeah. In the uh in the extended dance version. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like she she is she is one of those flowers. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um could it just be that this guy was just was paying the landscapers? <laughs> and you know what? I mean, Forget that's, everything that's we said. That's it. More likely what happened. <laughs> Um, now here's here's the other weird thing about this song mm-hmm. that I think is great is we've we've gone we've gone this this long right we are right at the end here yes and kind of surprisingly and kind of out of nowhere we have our first indication that maybe this wasn't all as great as it seems mm-hmm. we got our first complaint. Right, I mean, the song's over. Right, like, practically over. And 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 we get the. I know that living with you, baby, was sometimes hard. Wait, what? It was <laughs> like this. This is new information because it seemed like everything was so great that you were you were literally losing your mind. Yeah. Um. Even even again, even trade medical professionals were like, I don't know. I guess go have fun. Like I I really don't know what to say here. Um. So I know that living with you, baby, was sometimes hard, but I'm willing to give it another try, which also almost seems like she has a choice here. Right. Right? Yeah. It's Hmm. jarring. It's jarring because it's, there's, is she trying a different tact for herself even? Maybe not even for her partner, but for herself. To be like, listen, it was hard living with him, but you know what? Maybe I'll give it another. We'll give it another try sometime. Like she's she's trying right. to to change the narrative 
of it. Yeah, in this her could own be something mind. she's telling herself. But uh, I don't know. It is it is jarring and difficult and a mystery. <laughs> well, I mean, I sort of wonder if maybe she, maybe this was a mutual breakup, mm. and she is just finding it a lot harder than she thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Maybe it wasn't a. A, a dump and a walkout. Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe she did have some agency here, and yet you know it's it's a lot of because she's saying I'm willing to give it another try. Um, yeah, I, I up up until this moment in the song that was never in doubt right, <laughs> that right. you were willing to give it yeah. another try. I assume the other person was not willing, but it seems like maybe there's a bit more of a choice in that than we would have thought in the beginning. And again, because. You would think the line would be, I know that living with me was sometimes yes. hard. But that's not what she says. She says, I know living with you was sometimes hard. Uh, I mean, for one thing, you were gardening like 24-7. There were benefits yeah. to that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That I'm so, just seeing now. Yeah. So, and I mean, maybe that does cast those, I can do whatever I want. I can see whomever I choose. True. Maybe that does put them in a slightly, you know, uh, more scary light. Well. You know what I mean? Or it's just an annoying light. Maybe she's like, you right. know what? No, I don't want to go to 7-Eleven for dinner. That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, Louise. Exactly. Maybe that's related to the end where she's saying, I could see whoever I want, but I'm willing to give it another try with you. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It could lessen the intensity of, of the opening lines, but I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of this is what she's kind of telling herself. Or, or like Dan, what you said, the, that it was more mutual than it seems. Right. Where they, they just sort of both kind of decided they couldn't live with each other. Right. It doesn't make right. it hurt any less. Right. He's difficult to live with. She's racking up thousands of dollars a month in fancy restaurant <laughs> costs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but just, she has a diner's a, club card, so she's there okay. There was a disconnect. There was a disconnect there. Um. She puts it all on this tab, so it's. Fine. I'm gonna. Be, I was gonna say I would. I, I would make a joke. I don't know what the. I don't know how the diners club worked. Did, did you get free meals? What, ask what happened with Savalas. the diners club? Just ask Telly <laughs> Savalas. I'll go dig him up and ask him. Uh, all right, and then of course nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to you. Any other thoughts on this haunting, wonderful song? Haunting is a great word for it. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm going to say nothing compares to this song. Oh, oh look at this guy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. On that note, let's do Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe. So I think the song, the song is titled Nothing Compares to You, but it's, it's the number two and the letter U. Mm-hmm. And I think it's spelled out that way um, because she has a son. And she doesn't want her son to know that her D-I-V-O-R-C-E became oh, final today. Okay. So she she spells out to you, but okay. she spells it wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I don't like the idea of her having a kid. Then I don't know um, what to tell you, Dan. That's the only way that works. Well, no, just because she's 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 out all night and she's sleeping all day. That does not seem like a healthy. No, but she's very wealthy, and there are like fifteen nannies in that house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. He's being fine. raised by. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh the when the flowers in the backyard. That's yeah, yeah. It's like a, a f- it's like full a, English garden. Like a, yeah. It's a, this it's, is that, she lives in Downton Abbey. It's a hedge maze. <laughs> is this, this is a hedge maze? This is Lady Edith. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's going out all night and she's sleeping all day, mm-hmm. right? Here's a phrase she's perhaps hearing quite frequently. Uh, closing time. Oh, uh, yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like she's either, um, she's either friends with Gilbert O'Sullivan at this time, or... She's just listening to a lot of alone again, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe maybe her her um ex is Gilbert O'Sullivan. Oh, and they're both sad. Yeah, and that's I mean, his they could both be sad. I mean, Gilbert O'Sullivan, his fiance walked out of the church at their wedding. Um That's true. So that would that would castinate in a pretty harsh light. Um Saying I'm willing to give it another try, I don't think is going right. to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know, maybe I guess I suppose it's worth a shot. I'm willing know? to give it another try. We got to order another cake, and that should be expensive. But yeah, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, I I know some people in a fancy restaurant, so I can get it. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've got it. Pretty cheap. I, I have can, a diner. I can club. eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. What I meant by that is I can eat fancy catering at home because it's the catering. Right. From the wedding that I walked right. out on. <laughs> exactly. Well, she's she's probably eating at a fancy Italian restaurant, mm. sitting by herself, making a scene by sobbing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Do we think? Uh, do we think these two crazy kids are the kids from Kick Push? Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like at the like. What at the end when they meet? I'm like just saying. I mean, Sinead, Sinead's you know, I'm, well, don't they? Because they end up together at the end of the song, but maybe they've broken up now. I'm just saying, Sinead O'Connor seems like she could be a skate skater. That's oh. that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was a skater boy. Uh, oh, maybe, right. Maybe uh, it was uh, maybe Sinead was uh, the skater boy's first girlfriend that left Avril Lavigne. Okay. Why, why do I always get this confused? No, no, no. Well, he didn't. I don't think he dated the other girl. Oh, I, I think see. he wanted to date the other girl, but she said, "See you later, boy." Gotcha. He wasn't good enough for her. Gotcha. So, and now, and now they're both rich rock stars, and that cheerleader is sad because she's she didn't get to be with the famous rock star. Is she in like a a similar? Did she go to like the same doctor as Laura Branigan? Are they both like <laughs> their doctors? <laughs> Are just like, hey, you know what? You'll you'll live without him. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You and you know what? You and Shanae get together and have fun. Eventually, she'll get over him, and she'll place an ad in the newspaper. Um, and once he's over her, he'll also place an ad in the newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, asking if you like pina coladas. Oh yeah. And then they'll meet again and say, oh. It's you. Yeah. 
I never knew <laughs> <laughs> that you liked anything right. but gardening um, <laughs> and eating at crappy restaurants. I mean, it does not. Yeah, I was going to say it does not say. Do you like eating at fancy restaurants? So this is this does open hold open the possibility that it is this guy. Um, I like we've decided he is like strictly anti fancy restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's saying at long last I can eat my right. dinner in a fancy. Yeah. restaurant. Finally, I can eat in a fancy restaurant. Um. Uh, all right. Well. Uh. Somehow we survived without mentioning Pearl. So let's leave it there. Um, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Daniel. Socks. Am I right? You guys, this episode is sponsored by boldfoot.com. I got some great socks. Your feet are the foundation of everything you do during the day. So you want them to feel good. You want them to look good, right? And you're going to do that with Boldfoot. Okay. They sent me a pair of socks. They were great. They felt good. And everyone I talked to that day was like, that's some good socks, man. Look at those socks. I like those socks. Yeah, you sent us a lovely photo of your feet and in the socks, and the socks look great. Yeah, and for once, me sending you a photo of my feet made sense because <laughs> I had nice yeah. socks on. They're really terrific. They're 100% American-made. They have really fun names for their socks, like Firecracker, Jailbird. Uh, they give 5% of all their proceeds to veterans charities, which is awesome. As you know, my dad's a Vietnam veteran, and Father's Day is around the corner, and I'm going to get him. Uh, I hope he do doesn't listen to our show. But I'm going to get him some socks uh, because he was an Airborne Ranger, and they have socks called Ranger. Socks. Whoa, that's Hello. perfect. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, if you guys uh, got someone in, in your life who can use socks, and if that person is uh, you, great. Um, go to ballfoot.com. Get yourself some great feeling, great quality, great looking socks. And any different kinds of socks. They have dress socks, casual socks, compression socks, athletic socks. So go to ballfoot.com, B O L D F O O T. Dot com, Boldfoot, grown here, sewn here. Thanks to Boldfoot for sponsoring this episode of the Story Song Podcast. All right, hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did the story come to be? Um, before we get started, I have two disclaimers okay. to say. The first disclaimer is that in this Behind the Story, there's going to be a lot of Irish names and a lot of Irish words mm -hmm. that I will mispronounce. I am not unaware of the irony <laughs> <laughs> that I have an Irish last name that no one can pronounce. Daniel, you have so, not kept you have not kept up with your Gaelic. How dare you? I have not. No. So yes, again, let 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 he who is without sin cast the first stone. Uh, I will I will be doing what everyone has done to me my whole life. <laughs> I will be mispronouncing these Irish names. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm real excited. Secondly, here on the show. You know, we like to do a lot of, I like, I like to call crack em ups Here's the deal. Uh, Sinead O'Connor had a rough life. Uh, she has had a rough road to hoe uh, from day one until about now. So I'm just telling, just warning everybody, both on the show and uh, listening right now, uh, <laughs> kind of a straight bummer. So I sure. just, just want to <laughs> give you guys the heads up on that one. Um, but so, Sinead, Marie, Bernadette O'Connor. So this section is going to be... Less funny than usual, but if you guys want to play it at like triple speed or half speed, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, you might find that a little bit more fun. Whatever I don't know, do. but uh -huh. We're just the saying. content itself will not be as 
Yeah. Fun as usual. As lighthearted. We'll make it. We'll make it light. We'll have fun. I'm just saying. I mean, doing the research, but the fourth time I was like, oh my god, seriously. This woman cannot catch a break. That's Listen, all I'm going to say. An artist's story is the artist's story, and that's, yeah. yeah, we can't. It's sometimes there, you know. Sometimes that's what it's going to be. Not everybody has had a straightforward, terrific life, no. and no, that's that's just the the situation where we find ourselves in. I now, just, Dan, I get it. now Dan, start yeah. completely butchering some Gaelic <laughs> names. <laughs> well, anyway, Sinead Marie Bernadette O'Connor was born December eighth, nineteen sixty six. In Glenagree, Ireland, um, she later briefly changed her name to Magda Davit before converting to Islam and again changing her name to Shuhada Sadakat, I think. Um, sure. She does, still re- she does still record under her name, Sinead O'Connor. So um, I am afraid, uh, as I said, Sinead has had a rough, has had a rough life. Uh, Sinead has claimed that her mother committed acts of extreme abuse, both emotional and physical, and her siblings have confirmed mm. such claims. So, uh, rough. Uh, her parents were divorced in 19... 19- oh, no, her parents were divorced, and in 1979, she went to live with her father and her stepmother. When she was 15, due to shoplifting and truancy, she was sentenced to a Magdalene Asylum for 18 months, which is ostensibly the Irish version of Juvie, but with an extra dose of misogyny and inhuman treatment. Yeah, so, do you, yeah, is that yes. like a? Is it like a? That seems like a religious asylum. So it is named for Mary Magdalene, um, and the idea is that it is a place to send fallen women, quote unquote. Um, what it is actually to do is so they would do laundry. It was a laundry service. Um, they would. <laughs> what I know. I know. Believe me, again, you, the face you just made is the face I made about ten times. Are there uh, no workhouses? Doing, doing the backstory. So, fallen women, i.e., women who have become pregnant outside of marriage, or are prostitutes, or various other uh, unseemly things, according to the Catholic Church, uh, they were sent to these places uh, where they would uh, work like eighteen hours days doing laundry for people, um, and it was supposed to teach them life skills or whatever. But really, it was just like. Slave labor, so they this place could like make a bunch of money, uh, doing laundry. So, um, that was that was the that was where she was, um, and uh, she was there for eighteen months. While she was there, though, uh, she met someone who was the sister of the drummer for a band called Intuanua. Um, she sang a song with them called "Take My Hand." Uh, ultimately, they decided that Sinead was too young to join the band. She was only 15 at the time. But uh, Sinead had the bug now. Um, she was already very, very talented. Um, but she was like, well, I was already in band, so I can kind of do it again. So she put out an ad in a newspaper called Hot Press, um, which is where Calm, 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 thank you, Farley, that Farley. one I know. Calm uh, Farley. 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 Oh, I even screwed that up. You're right. It's like the Farley brothers, not like... Uh, <laughs> Um, so Colm Farrelly, uh, she met him through that and together they formed the band Tone Tone Makatui. Um, so both Into Anua Mm -hmm. and Tone Tone Makatui, if I, if I have to spell it out, are, those are Gaelic. There is, I mean, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a 48% (laughs) chance that either of those are right. Did you check those? (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I practiced 
I looked it up. Right. I listened to it ten times. Yeah. I practiced Sinead O'Connor's new uh, Muslim name mm-hmm. about twenty times, and when the time came, I totally panicked and completely <laughs> screwed it up. So I just can't do it, you guys. Like it's just physically, my brain just doesn't. My brain just doesn't work that. I way. mean, I um, listen. I'm not saying I would be. I would do any better. I'm here's just what saying I'm do. I doubt those are correct. No, I doubt they're correct too. Here's what I am going to do though. I think I might look up like people saying those words, and when I say them, I might just dub in um, <laughs> the actual pronunciation. <laughs> so, Mr. Black. <laughs> so the audience at home is now like, oh, that's why that keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. T- um, Tonton. <laughs> Makatui is. I'm, I'm gonna guess. Like that is a tantan. Probably probably tant. Probably tantan makote maybe makote. If, if it is like tantan Makatui, I don't think it's Makatui. I'm also. I'm, eat I'm my hat. Rachel, I'm clearly putting like nine syllables in there that <laughs> are clearly not in there. Like I just, I and, panic. And I, I like panic say, again. I am not saying I would do better, but I did say yeah. right up front that I was very excited for you to try and get these names. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, here's the thing, and here's I can say this <laughs> because obviously of my my Irish background. Yeah, uh, I'm allowed to say this. Irish people and your language. Why so many vowels? Why so many vowels? <laughs> Throw in a couple of consonants. You got like six vowels in a row. I don't know what to do with that. Okay? Um, anyway. Uh, oh, the other thing I should say is so going from basically she met she met this this girl at the at the asylum whose brother was in a band. Okay. Right. From there she forms another band. And within a second you're gonna find out that she got signed to a record label. Hmm. Not surprisingly. Base, as as rough as Sinead has it, had it, has it currently in our story, and we'll have it later. Mm-hmm. Every single person she meets is just like, this This girl's got the goods. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, she shoots up the ladder, and mm-hmm. deservedly so, <laughs> almost <laughs> immediately. Like, the moment she, like, because I think she was, like, singing, she like, this girl in the sound just overheard her singing a song. Right. Like, as she was, like, t- like, emptying the dryer or whatever. And was just like, my brother's got to meet you because you are incredible. So, um, just just incredible talent, and just that. I mean, that voice, as as we know, just rocking her up up the charts. I'm up the charts. I mean, up the ladder. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately. But anyway, so uh, this band that she has, uh, their work, uh, her work with the band brought her to the attention of the music industry, and she was signed to Ensign Records. <sighs> so around this time, uh, when she was 19 years old, her mother died in a car accident. Okay, so first thing out of the gate, um, she signed Ensign Records, and she just she hooks up with kind of a local musician. Um, his name is The Edge from U2. What? Um, yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Because the people at Ensign Records are like, you, this girl is unbelievable. We got to get her in touch with The Edge. So then The Edge was, I'll tell you in a second, The Edge was working on like a solo project, and they were like, you should meet. This, this, uh, this, this, I mean, almost, I would call her a girl. She was 19 years old. You used to meet this, this young woman, uh, Sinead O'Connor. And he met her for like once and was like, yeah, let's do a song together. Wow. Um, so she, uh, the, the edge, uh, wrote and performed the entire soundtrack to a film called Captive, uh, which according to Wikipedia is a 1986 Anglo French film loosely based on the experiences of Patty Hearst. 
amazing. All right. Fair enough. Well, put um, it on the to-watch list. <laughs> um, so uh, The Edge uh, uh, hooked up with Jane O'Connor uh, to record the vocals for the lead track, uh, which was called Heroin. Um, I listened to it. It's very good. It sounds like something The Edge would have written in like 1986. Sure. Uh, but it's still very good. Okay, so also her new manager was, oh God, her new manager was Fakna. I think it's O'Keeley, or maybe O'Kelly. It it yeah. it's it's according to Wikipedia, it's anglicized to O'Kelly. So mm-hmm. anyone you know with the name O'Kelly, it's this it's this name, which is O C E A L I A I G H. Um, I think that's pronounced O'Kelly, or probably closer to like O O O'Keeley. But anyway. So this dude, um, <laughs> he this is her new manager, and he had recently been fired by U2 for complaining about them in an interview, which is awesome. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he went through that entire so, interview, and the last, the last line in the interview was just uh, his response that just said, sorry, was this thing on the whole time? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to read this, right? You're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to find out about this. Um... No, this dude uh, is very, uh, let's just say this. Chanel Connor speaks her mind, um, as does this guy. Uh, and so they were a uh, match made in heaven of uh, speaking off the cuff. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So uh, her new manager. Okay, so her first album was called The Lion and the Cobra mm. and was released in 1987 and immediately gained a ton of attention. The single, Medinka, uh, was a huge college radio hit in the United States. Um, I was like, eh, okay, I'm going to listen to this on YouTube. Uh-huh. And the moment I started playing, I was like, oh, I know this song. Oh, really? Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway. It's one of it's those, good. huh? It's one of those. Um, I mean, I think it just was sort of, I mean, I was not listening to college radio in 1987, unfortunately. Sure. <laughs> uh, I was not that hip. So I must have, I probably have just heard it on like, you know, whatever like some alternative 80s playlist or something uh, over and over. But I don't know. I don't know if I realized it was her. Uh, But anyway, it's really good. Um, so it was a huge college radio hit in the United States. The album went gold, and she received a Grammy nomination for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. Mm. Nice. Then, in 1990, she released her second album, I Don't Want What I Haven't Got. Ultimately, the album would reach number one on the Billboard Hot 200, which is the album chart, and O'Connor would be nominated for four Grammy Awards for Record of the Year, Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, Best music video, short form, to which I've written my notes. There's a long form. <laughs> yes, there is. Aren't aren't all really? music videos short form? No, music video long form is for like concert films. I like for as a for instance, uh, okay. I know uh, Madonna's first Grammy Award was for the the um 
the home video release of uh or or the the television version of the Blonde Ambition tour in 1990. Oh. But that's so, a concert though. Right. Isn't but that a concert? Video. Okay. It's but video it's a with long, music, so it's long oh, form. Is that, long is that form. what it is? They're I thinking see. they're thinking of it of the format that it's on. It's literally a video. Is that is that what it is? It's it's music presented in the fashion of a video <laughs> that yeah. has okay. been released. Fair enough. As Fair or enough. like if there was a, a compilation of music videos, like if it was like Michael Jackson released like a compilation of all his music videos sure. at some point, like I think with the history album, yeah, um, yeah. that would be considered a long, long form music video mm. as opposed to like Thriller, even though it's a long music right. video, could be right. considered a short form music video. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to be surprising because it's about the Grammys, but that's straight up dumb. Um, <laughs> they should definitely call that like musical feature or something, but it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, the point is she won best music video or no, I'm sorry. She was nominated for best music video. Um, what she won I mean, for. If you think that's dumb, look up some of their like duo uh, yeah, no, Grammy award titles. <laughs> like, Grammys. I know. Best recording by a duo or group uh, with spoken word. Uh, yeah. Rock and or classical, uh, right. traditional pop. Here's the thing: all of their award titles, um, like yeah. don't fit on the screen during the Michael, Grammy have, award uh, ceremony. They have they have a category for best record of the year and best album of the year. Now I understand <laughs> the difference. I do understand the difference. But your your average audience member at home does not. <laughs> like that's oh, what's worse the is they have thing. best song of the year. So best record of the year, best album of the year, best song of the year. <laughs> Through this show, I found out the difference because watching the Grammys, you wouldn't know. So I think Song of the Year is a songwriter's award. Yeah. Yes. Record of the Year is any is recorded material. So yeah, but it's it could also, it's, be it's, it could be a song. Album it could of be, the Year. Right. I'm it doesn't about. have to be a single. It could be a, it could be a random track. It could I think it could be a full album. Yes, because so Album of the Year is basically like what it sounds like. It's the best album. Yeah, record of the year is like the best production of an album. It's a producer's award. The album is for the artist. Song of the year is for the songwriter. Record of the year is for the producer. That's that's the distinction. Why they don't just call it like best music production? I don't know <laughs> because that would be a lot clearer about what the award's supposed to be. Well, I think to to make it a little bit clearer over time, um, the Grammys during their um, you know, annual televised ceremony, just stop doing awards and just, it's a concert basically now. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that too. They should just do a concert and they should just like have a slow crawl of like who won <laughs> the awards <laughs> as it goes by. Um, you watch the Grammys now and it was like, didn't this used to be in a theater? Well, now it's like in a, yes. you know, hockey arena. I mean, whatever. Um, again, the first time the Grammys ever screwed something up, so it's very. Um, okay, so I'm hey, take when a they back. gave Starland Vocal Band best new artist, I mean, yeah. Well, thankfully they they fixed that when they gave it to Millie Vanilli years later. Um, listen, okay, so four Grammy awards, uh, four Grammy nominations, uh, but record of the year, best female pop vocal performance, best music video. And then she won for best alternative music performance. 
the reason why she won for best alternative music performance is because her, she has a shaped head. Because uh, there is nothing <laughs> alternative about this song other than the fact that she looks, uh, you know, like she's an alternative artist. Um, that's that's a little editorializing on my part. I don't know if that's true, folks. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't really see why this song's alternative. I mean, yeah. it, first of all, it was like a number one hit for yeah, on the a for a month. Hit. So not really alternative, really too much uh, of, of other than, you know, uh, being a number one hit. So anyway. Um, it's the alternative to a happy song. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's true. You got me there. If, say, radio station's playing a bunch of happy songs and you call them and you're like, hey, I would like an alternative to this. And they're like, here's <laughs> here's the saddest Here song go. ever. Okay, great. <laughs> Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Maybe that's what they were thinking about. Yeah. That's what they were thinking about. Yep. Um, so anyway, the first single from that album was Nothing Compares to You. Okay. Let's jump back and talk about the songwriter for this song. Who, if you guys don't know, is a guy named Prince. Who? Um, Prince, Prince what? So here's the here's the thing. Um, kind of an underground artist from yeah. the eighties. Uh, Never heard of him. I don't know about him. Yeah, I, I mean I do because I'm cool. Yep. Uh, and I know like a lot of cool music stuff. But you guys probably never heard of him. It's cool. I'll tell you about him right now. Um, so Prince wrote this song in 1985 during a very prolific period when he was essentially writing one song per day. Wow. Um, songs that he had written but did not want to perform and release, he would often give to side acts like say Sheila E or Morris Day and the Time. Um, now, when I say, because he, like, again, he had so many songs that he would decide, uh, this, this one doesn't feel so much like a Prince song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was, there, was certain, there was a certain feeling to a Prince song. So any songs that didn't fit that, that criteria that he just invented, um, he would give away to, to his side act. Um, and so Morris Day and the, uh, like I said, Chili, Morris Day and the Time, there's a bunch of other ones. At the moment that this song was written, um, the Time had already, had dissolved. Uh, for various reasons. So Prince formed a new band out of various members of the time. That new band was called The Family. Uh, Nothing Compares to You appears on The Family's first and only album. Mm. And that was it. They actually apparently did one concert. Um, and then according to Wikipedia, the, the, the phrase of Wikipedia was, then Prince lost interest. And they just, <laughs> that was the end of it. But, now, can I say something real quick? I don't know if you bring yes. this up later, but didn't they recently like a couple of years ago find video of him singing this song uh i don't know about video but yes they released or, a or version a, re- a version that prince had recorded before the family version yeah um and again because i think originally i mean who knows with prince but i think maybe, perhaps initially he was like this will be a prince song and then he listened back and was like nah, i don't know and it's not pretty yeah. enough so i'm gonna give it away um so that's but yeah but there is a recording of him doing it um the audience at home uh, we'll hear all three versions. Um, spoiler alert! If, if <laughs> you've not already heard, if you've not already heard them, uh, they are all very different. It's been seven hours and fifteen days since you took your love away. Oh, 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 oh. I go out every night and sleep all day.
version is better by a country mile uh, than the other two. Um, they are both very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the well, because like Prince's version is is rocking. It's like it's like heavy metal distortion guitar, mm-hmm. which is weird when you're so used to the way this song is so sparse. Yeah. Um, the time, uh, the I almost said the time. <laughs> the family's version is fine. Uh, it sounds like a guy who's doing a Prince impression, and then <laughs> the 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 background music is not as as compelling as Sinead's version. Um, so. I had a point to that story and I forgot what it was. So we'll just keep going on. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you though, um, mm-hmm. you know, related to what you just said about like, what band was it that he, he lost interest in? Was it the family? The family. Or was well, it... the family? Yeah. The family. I think the worst sentence in the world is <laughs> yeah. Prince has lost interest. <laughs> like, yeah, because well, the yeah. greatest thing that could possibly happen to you is like Prince is interested. And then yes. when it's like Prince is kind of bored of you, it's like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do after that? Well, that I has know to be has to... devastating. <laughs> Prince so has I lost remember... interest in you. Sorry. I remember my point, which is that this is one of those interesting things where through some amazing alchemy, this is a perfect marriage of song and, and performance. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. The song was done twice before. Right. And it was not. It was, you know, like if I like, and I'll tell you in a second, like her manager, this guy whose name I can't pronounce, um, he, he found the song and brought it to her. And this is why this guy is like a musical legend. And I'm me, because if I heard the family version, I would be like, this song's, this song's not very good. This sounds like a, like a Prince cast off. I understand why he didn't want to do it. Uh, but this guy saw something in it and was like, if I give this to Sinead, she's going to, she's going to kill it. Uh, which obviously she did. So you know, it's it's again that perfect combination of singer, performer, and song coming together. And I can only wonder every time this happens, I can only wonder how many songs never found their person. Yeah. Like yeah. how many you know what I mean? Like what if Sinead O'Connor had never recorded this song? Sure. For, for various reasons. Like this song would have been some like only like Prince Super fans would have even have heard of this song, would have any idea that it existed. Um, but then Sinead O'Connor does it and it's a number one hit. So uh, you know, crazy. Well, it's interesting. There is a, a sort of talent that I think doesn't get recognized or really talked about. Like there is a talent in being, and this is not an official name by any means, like a song mm. finder. There are right. artists and there are producers and there are whoever who can find that song, see something in it and match it yes. to the artist and sometimes Absolutely. it's the artist themselves because not everybody is and not every singer is necessarily a songwriter um but being able to to see a song and say if 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 we did this to the arrangement and we we matched it with this voice yeah. it would be perfection and that happens sometimes yeah and there I is mean, a talent in that there is a talent it's an invisible talent i think those people get paid lots of money so do not cry for them. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like the music industry knows people are. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's crazy. Like that, that, that kind of producing, that level of producing is just like, it's magic. I don't know how you do that. I don't right. know how you hear something and be like, oh, I know what we could do. We could do this and that and we have this person sing it and then it'll be like a number one hit. But there are people who can do that, who can see the whole chessboard like that, which is crazy to me. But um okay so uh right so it was on uh the family's first only album so rumor has it that the song was inspired by a woman 
who left Prince. That woman, his housekeeper, uh, who <laughs> suddenly up and left uh, to be with her family after her father died. Uh, and so she left. The prince was like, ah, it's getting a little dirty in here. <laughs> this so, is like, so this is, this so is not a song at all about a romance. This is a song so, about. No, I yeah, think the song is about. Fair. No, and then no, no, but no, like no, literally. No. The song is about a romance. But it started with him talking about or writing a song about his housekeeper being like, nothing compares to you. Well, I'll All tell the you. other housekeepers I have hired are not as good as you. Then, because <laughs> Prince because Prince is not a moron, he was like, I'm going to change some of the lyrics and make it about a love. Yeah. But that was what originally, I think apparently originally that's how the song started. I'll out. tell you what, that line about the flowers in the backyard make a lot more sense now. <laughs> I, I think, I, yes. <laughs> I think that all is. The flowers I think that you planted, Mama, in the backyard, all died when you withered away because you also did my landscaping. I read, yeah, I read that she used to leave fresh flowers on his piano every morning, and then when she was gone, that stopped happening, and he was upset about that. Oh, so I think that oh is amazing. God. This is amazing. <laughs> so I think that is. If you literally. ever questioned <laughs> what a genius Prince was, yeah, he wrote the saddest love song in the world about <laughs> his housekeeper. Yeah. Well, I guess he wrote it as yeah. an endorsement on LinkedIn. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you like to endorse your housekeeper for these skills? I mean, nothing compares yeah. to her. He was like, first of all, I got to invent LinkedIn. Um, yeah. So he yeah. like started working on that, and he was like, wait, what? Oh, Jesus. All right, fine. All right. First, I got to invent the internet. <laughs> then I have to invent LinkedIn. Then I have to leave a recommendation. Sandy um, uses this as her reference letter. Every time she goes for a new job, she's like, well, am I a good housekeeper? You tell me. Prince wrote a song about it. Um, Do you have references? Do you have a CD player? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to leave this clean because this part will probably cut out. But (laughs) I have a funny story about LinkedIn, which is that uh, my first job ever, my boss, like forced all of us to join LinkedIn. Um, I realized and it was a thing that like I'd never heard of. And it was like, you have to join this new thing. I realized later that maybe like his friend like was like one of the people who started LinkedIn. I don't know. But the only reason I mentioned that was every once in a while I get an email from LinkedIn thanking me for being one of the first 50,000 people to ever sign up. So apparently like we were literally one of the first people to ever sign, <laughs> wow. sign up for LinkedIn. Congratulations, so, buddy. Thank you. I know. You every it. time I get it, I'm like, thanks, LinkedIn. <laughs> My boss literally stood over me and made me fill out the form <laughs> to sign up. So I don't know what happened. But- Anyway, oh, where boss, was I? Reginald P. LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ross, if you're out there, thanks for, for making me sign up for LinkedIn. I can't actually, like, I don't remember your last name, so I can't even reveal it. I just remember your name is Ross. It's probably okay. on LinkedIn, so that it probably I probably yeah. could find him on LinkedIn. Um, so anyway. It'd be hilarious um, if, he did, if he wasn't on LinkedIn. He's like, I didn't join that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I could do that. I don't do that. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, this manager, I'm going to try it again. Uh, Fakna o- O'Keeley uh, discovered the song. I love the, the contemptuous uh, head shake from, from Rachel is, is awesome. I- I'm trying to work it out with you, buddy. <laughs> uh, again, there's like six vowels in a row. Okay. Um, discovered the song, suggested Sinead perform it. Um, its music video uh, was directed by John Mayberry, who also directed the video for West End Girls by the Pep Shot Boys. Oh. I only mention that so we can stop and talk about the video, which, as good as this song is, I think the video, I mean, it's it's got to take, what, 50% of the credit for, oh. 
for, for getting this song up there. The video is iconic. Oh, without a doubt. My God. Yeah. My God. And I watched the video. To it. Okay. But there's nothing to it. It's funny. I watched the video and I there are cutaway shots to her walking around like in a park set. Yeah. Yeah. With like a blue wash that I did not remember. I 100% thought that video was just her face. Yeah. The whole time. And it, it is like 80% of it. But I was like, because that, that is so striking. Yes. Like it is incredible. Um, and the other thing that's amazing about it is that you have to remember MTV music videos were all about like things exploding and like fire yeah. and like a guy in spandex, like doing like a, a kick over the camera. And it was like, it was so like alternative and such a, a different thing that it was just her face, like singing the song, like the, that voice, that incredible face, that those just eyes that looked into your right soul. To you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she started crying during, during it, yeah. which was a hundred percent real. Um, she started, she, she, the, the line, all the flowers in the, in the backyard, mama, she started thinking about her mother who was physically and emotionally abusive, but also had died. Um, and obviously there was a, a strong range of emotions, um, and she started crying, uh, during it. And it is incredible. It is just, I mean, that video is just, is mesmerizing. <laughs> I could like, I yeah. felt the same chills I felt the first time I saw it watching it on YouTube. So, um, unbelievable. Okay. So, all right, now, oh boy, here we go, guys. Okay. So, in her memoir, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't think ever publicly, but Prince was basically kind of a jerk uh, about the whole thing, um, which is unfortunately a thing that seems to happen sometimes when, like, a famous, like, you know, a famous, very talented person would be like, I don't like this thing. You can have it. And then the other person has, like, a lot of success with it, yeah. and then they seem to get mad about it. Because, like, well, that should be mine. It's like, well, you give it away, dude. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was a jerk about it. And then in her memoir, which just came out last year, Sinead says Prince and her met once. She went to his house. He told her that he didn't like the fact that she cursed in her interviews, which, irony alert, uh, this guy <laughs> wrote songs about the most <laughs> disgusting, filthy things possible. Uh, but he didn't like the fact that she cursed in her interviews. So he didn't like the, the fact that, he cursed, that she cursed in her interviews. She reportedly said, I don't work for you, so f*** off. Um, don't worry, Michael, I'll bleep that part. But <laughs> I love I love the rare times when someone tells someone to stop cursing and then they tell them to shut up by cursing at them. It's, I never get tired of yeah. it. <laughs> so I love bit. it. It's a good bit. So later, so first of all, then like all kinds, according to the story, all kinds of crazy stuff happened, including the fact that he made her eat dinner and served her soup and she like didn't want to eat the soup because I guess maybe it had like meat in it or something and she didn't eat meat. And then she was like, I don't want the soup. And then Prince apparently yelled at the guy who brought the soup. Like, why'd you bring the soup? She doesn't want it. And she was like, don't yell at him. I just don't want the soup, whatever. And then she later found out that that guy was Prince's brother. He was like screaming at because he brought the soup. Like it was like Prince told him. What a lunatic. Then. He goes, then Prince apparently calls her into a different room and it's like, I want to have a pillow fight with you. Okay. Um, so then she says he, he hit her with a pillow, which seemed to have something hard in it. So he just like hit her with something. What? And like, she was like, got hurt and she was like, I'm leaving and like ran out of the house and went to a neighbor's house and like called the taxi. It, it's, I was like, what? It's so now. Like, what? Okay. Well, the only thing I want to say, not yeah. that we're like NPR and need to like, you know, do this, but Prince is not alive and cannot defend himself. So I, right, we only sure, have a word sure. for it. 
But this is the story that she tells, which seems yeah. It it seems insane enough that this is a true story about Prince. It, That's it, all I will say. It does seem like from other celebrity stories <laughs> that being invited to Prince's house was yes. like, hang on to your butts because you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> no idea. You could be doing playing a one-on-one basketball game or you yeah. could be having a pillow fight with pillowcases full of marbles. You don't yes. know. You don't know. Maybe your dinner the- is going to be an eight-course meal. Maybe it's just going to be soup. Right. You don't know. There, there also is the understanding that when you become rich and famous enough, you basically go insane yeah, and become detached from reality. And there is an argument that no one has ever been more detached from reality than Prince. <laughs> um, because again, like there was a woman who cut fresh flowers and left it on his piano every morning right. just for him. Um, but I've heard a ton of stories about, you know, again, like the, like Michael said, the whole Prince loses interest in you. I mean, there was the Kevin Smith had a, had a, speaking tour or wherever he's told this story about how he was hired to make a documentary about Jehovah's Witnesses for Prince. Prince hired him to make this movie. He shot this entire movie, cut it like it was done. He delivered it to Prince. Prince was like, okay, thanks. And put it in his vault and never did anything with it. And he's like, he paid me like millions of dollars to make this movie yeah. that like by the time it was done, he was just like, oh, oh, I forgot about that. Eh, I'll just put it in the vault. Don't worry about it. It's wow. like, what? <laughs> like, wow. What are you talking about? So anyway, um, the guy was a lunatic. That's all. Um, but have you heard that guitar solo on While My Guitar Gently I mean, at the Hall of Fame? Yes. And, oh I actually forgot God. to mention him and Holy him and Bonnie Holy. Raitt. Him and Bonnie Raitt are like the, the other, the, he's the other one that people are like, oh, by the way, I know it's easy to forget because he's so good at everything else, but he's literally like one of the greatest guitar players who has ever lived. Oh, yeah. Um, that solo so, is, has to be one of the it's best. It's incredible. Like, just, like, the guitar is just going crazy. And he doesn't stop. Like, they just kept on letting him go because it was so yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, he does, he like, does this what? really long guitar solo. Is that the one where, at the end, he throws the guitar up in the air and it doesn't land? It doesn't come yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come down. Where does it go? Yeah, I've watched that a hundred times. Where does the guitar it go? It goes to rock and roll heaven. It has done its deed. Its work here is done. Yeah. It's like, it's like, was, it's like the Clarence guitar was raptured. Yeah. <laughs> Clarence getting its wings. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It was, it was the, it was the ghost of a guitar that had died. Yeah. It, it, it fulfilled its life goal. That's right. Uh, the, the, the work it had to do here on earth and it, it's, it went back to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and nobody, yeah. nobody, nobody could do something like that except Prince. Right. Oh, no one could do something like this. Like an amazing guitar solo. Oh, and by the way, the guitar disappeared. There was a, <laughs> there wasn't there a line in, he did an episode of uh new girl yes. and, and <laughs> I think someone says like, I think Prince is magic. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I was gonna say the other great thing about that clip is that you have people on stage like Tom Petty. And they are first in awe, and then they just start laughing because they're like, "You gotta be, you gotta be kidding me!" I mean, you gotta yeah, be kidding me! Incredible. Like, I'm, I'm Tom Petty, and this guy's <laughs> making me look like yeah. an idiot up here. Like, this guy's making me look like I'm some amateur who doesn't know what I'm doing. The way he's like, because he plays a guitar, and he just looks back at Tom Petty like, "You can't." I guess I'll keep I'm, going. Uh, I'm Prince, and then he walks uh, the off. Best. I mean, uh, it's amazing. Amazing, amazing. If um, you haven't seen it, you, you gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, but Prince don't hit women with things in pillows. That's weird. Um, okay. So I don't really want to rehash the whole Pope 
tearing up picture thing. Um, only to say, I'm going to say two things. Uh, essentially, it killed, her career, it killed her career as a mainstream artist overnight. Um, I will editorialize here and say uh, pretty much everyone at the time treated her horribly. Um, and, and it got real gross. Mm. Um, Joe Pesci was the, the host the next week. And he held up a picture of the Pope that was taped together, which is a funny joke. Mm. I like that. Uh, but then he says something like, if I was here, I would have smacked that broad or something. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, really? This, I mean, 1990, like, this is what we're doing on TV. Uh, it, no, I know. I'm yeah. just saying. It's like, and like, that's, that's just one example of thousands. It was gross. Oh, sure. Um, I, that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is, uh, she was pretty much right about everything. So everyone was wrong. Uh, sh- shut up. Um, and then third, this is my theory but maybe even somewhat subconsciously, maybe killing her rock star career was kind of the result that she wanted mm. because um, in later interviews, she said she didn't regret doing it. And she said, I'm not a pop star. She wrote in her memoir. I'm just a troubled soul who sometimes screams into microphones. So she seems like she didn't, Yeah. you know, again, um, she was like, maybe she was uncomfortable. Interesting. That. So, um, but like I said, it killed her career as a mainstream artist. But Janet O'Connor has released ten albums, uh, including her latest one, which is in, uh, which will be released in 2020. Um, in as a personal aside, uh, she had a song called "No Man's Woman," uh, which is awesome. Um, I think I've mentioned in the past that I used to listen to a radio station called WLIR, mm-hmm. uh, which is the alternative rock station on Long Island. Um, and they would play certain songs in heavy rotation and made me under the impression that these songs were like massive hits. Uh, <laughs> they were not. <laughs> um, in fact, many of them had did not crack the hot 100 when I later went back. Uh, but no but no man's woman was one of those songs. They used to play it all the time and that song is awesome. He That's it. Uh, again, I don't want to go and she there's a there's there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of stuff, you guys. There's a lot there's a lot of stuff. Um I well, I mean, she's she's a troubled person. Um that is not that is neither a uh an excuse for some of the things she's done, nor is that, you know, to say like, ah, I don't listen to her. She's she's crazy. Um it, it's, she's got a lot going on. I'm just gonna say that and yeah. we'll leave it there. I don't want I don't wanna go into all that. The last thing I will say, as Rachel mentioned, in 2018, Prince's original version of the song was released. Um, let's listen to it now. Hey, future Dan, wake up while you're editing this. Remember to put that song in, because it's going to sound weird uh, if you don't. Uh, and that's about it. So that's uh, that's nothing compared to you by Sinead O'Connor. Anyone have any last thoughts? Uh, no. Anyone? No. Anyone want to throw any more Gaelic names at me? Real I was going to say. No, I, I would pronounce? love it. Now, if you could just do me a favor and <laughs> just really quickly rattle off some more Gaelic names. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I couldn't even begin to. <laughs> 
to think of of what of what they would be. But um, but anyway, okay. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, guys, there's no question that the last few years have been a bit rough. Maybe you're feeling scared or anxious or confused, and you just need someone to talk to. Heck, it would be weirder if you didn't. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to StorySong Podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash storysong, all one word. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, story song. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What lessons did mm-hmm. you learn from Nothing Compares to You? Uh, I learned that when you go to It was the funny box- that you sang that, and mm-hmm. it was completely not the, not the, right. the melody of the song. I was... For some reason, I decided, what if I sang it like it was the 1920s? Like, nothing compares to you, my darling. All those flowers you planted, mama. (laughs) (laughs) I can ride a penny farthing anytime I want. (laughs) To you. That doctor's a fool! Okay. <laughs> Rachel. Yeah. Oh, my God. What lesson did you learn? Uh, what fake lesson did you learn, I learned, <laughs> from this song? I learned when you go to the doctor, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't look at their, their degree. I just take it for yeah. granted. Yeah. But the moment your doctor s- decides that you should just have fun, no matter what you do, <laughs> Take a right. good look at their degree. Uh, you might have a malpractice suit on your hands. I mean, here's the thing. I appreciate the advice. Mm. I do. Trust me. Have fun. I, yeah. I get it. It's a big part of life. Um, but I have skin cancer. And I just don't feel like this is, <laughs> that's going to solve the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have an actual medical issue yeah. that I need you to <laughs> deal with. And I don't feel like not having, just going out and having fun. I don't feel like that's going to fix it. So I, I broke my arm. I'm going to need a second yeah, opinion. I broke, exactly. my, <laughs> I broke my arm having yeah. fun. I, I, I was exactly. having fun by your orders. And now, yeah. I've, now I've broken my arm. You can't just keep on telling me to have more fun. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? Have fun with that. Have fun with that broken arm. <laughs> Make it fun. You know what I mean? You know what? We'll, um, we'll get you a kicky sling. We'll get you a little, a kicky, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it like tie dyed or something. It'll be fun. Where, where'd you get your medical degree? I watch a lot of beer commercials. <laughs> and yeah. <sighs> and twins. Okay. Um, that is a very old <laughs> reference. Uh, I learned, you guys, 
this is a very important lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say, just randomly, I'll throw it out there. Let's say you do a music podcast where you have to talk about the backstory of songs. Sure. Check those pronunciations, guys, before you decide on what song you're going to do. Okay. Yeah, this, is a, this is a real lesson you learned. Take a quick. No, no. <laughs> this is this this is universal. A hypothetical this is universal. person. Take a quick look because, uh, you know, if you start doing the research and uh, looking at Wikipedia, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to say these names out loud. Uh, maybe skip that one. Maybe give that one to Michael. <laughs> He's good at that kind of stuff. Um, so, and again, this is universal. Obviously, only if your podcast has a guy named Michael on it. You should give it to him. <laughs> sure. um, so that is a lesson I learned. Michael, what did you learn? I learned that it's always sad when a romance ends. Mm. But... When it's three o'clock in the morning and you're having your second dinner and that dinner is Rocky Road ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, so nothing there's... compares to ice cream. That's right. right. For every <laughs> That's meal. That's true. Whenever exactly. you want. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, God doesn't close the door without a running window, you guys. There's a yep. little ray of mm-hmm. sunshine in every cloud. <laughs> That's so. right. Find the sunshine. Sometimes, sometimes that window look- is the freezer. Where you have all your ice cream <laughs> yeah, like, for every that meal. That window is the window on the Mr. Softy truck that is handing you. <laughs> Look, the refrigerator's empty, but the freezer is full of ice cream. Right. Because you could have it at every meal. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. The sad part uh, is when there's when it's just full of ice cream and like the 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 top of the wedding cake that you that you mm-hmm. saved. And it's yeah, like, yeah. well, just have uh-huh. just have the ice cream. Maybe save that because that's <laughs> over. Fine. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you can follow us on the socials, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, that would be great. And if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. Come back next episode when we'll do another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story song. I feel like I should probably start with it's been seven days and or seven hours and fifteen days since and then a joke, but I can't <laughs> I can't think I'll let you guys fill in what that joke should be. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.